Hello, welcome to our podcast, Two Coffees, Please. A podcast about two caffeine loving sisters who know a little about a lot, talking about everything over a cup of coffee. So grab yours and let's go. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good. It's been a very long day, but good. <laughs> yeah. The weather doesn't help it because it's been crummy outside. It wasn't that bad here, actually. And, like, I guess around 5, the sun came out. So it was, like, a nice sunset, but it's just still a really long day. Mondays are not my favorite, so. But it's over. Tomorrow's Tuesday, and we start the week. Are you watching anything new? No. Have you watched the Selena series? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even the first part? No. I thought you liked the actress. I do. And I think she would probably be amazing in it. But um, I just don't have the time to do that right now. I will, though. Uh, after June. <laughs> after college. <laughs> <laughs> after things. But, yeah. Um, I've been reading a lot, but like not for leisure, for like school stuff and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> the energy is real high tonight <laughs> <laughs> or today, I should say. Um, I did what I watched. I finished the series, and of course, it's always sad because her story sad. Oh, of Selena? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Um, obviously, yes, we all know that it's a sad ending. But I do want to watch it. But the thing with me, like, we've discussed this before. I'm very... I get upset when I can't watch the whole thing. So I like binging on them. So if I want to start watching it, I need to finish it. And right now, I just don't have the time to do that. So I just don't. But um, I am... That's one of my to-do list um that's in on that's on my to-do list i didn't know that dreaming of you came out after she died yeah it was released um after she died because she was just finishing her her album and then it it was finished it was, and that was gonna be the that was gonna be a single and she didn't get to do the video for it i did see the video night and i did notice that she wasn't in it but i didn't think much of like i didn't put two and two together and then um that song made me sad because I know that in the movie they used it when she died. You know, like her family was mourning her. They used it as like the background. So when I would hear it on the radio, I'm like, aw. It just made me sad. But in the show, um, when they when they showed how no one but her brother, A.B., heard it. Like he released it. They, they heard it. They I don't know. The first time that they heard it. They were all uh, crying, obviously, especially because the lyrics of that song is just so sad. Yeah, you're missing someone. <laughs> yeah, but it's almost like, almost like perfect. It fits perfectly to like what happened. It's kind of like whoa. No, it doesn't. How like it's like? I wonder. I wonder if you see me. I wonder if you can feel me. Um. They're so far and all I have are dreams. I'm like, oh, I don't know. If I heard something like that from this, the person that I lost, I'd be like, oh, terrible, terrible. I guess. Yeah, I can see it. But it's a good song. It is a good song. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. But you have to be in the mood to. I think. Because it's so, it's a sad one. You have to really, it's not, I don't take it as a romantic song. I'm like, oh, so sad. Anyways, um, to cheer ourselves up, we did watch um, Second Act with J-Lo. You've seen that one, right? Oh, so funny. <laughs> I didn't know, um, I think I'm going to get her name wrong, but Leah Remini, Remy, Remini, whatever her last name is. Um, she was in it. I like her. She's cool. I love her. 
and the girl that plays um her daughter. Oh. She's cool too. Okay. Well <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing was like her doing a an Instagram live with saying like people are gonna die. It's like inevitable. So really what is it, Matt? Pretty much saying like so what, go outside, do what you gotta do during COVID. Like people are gonna die anyways. And she's like, should I be saying this? And then she cut herself off and she she stopped recording or not recording, but streaming herself. And people were like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I feel that a lot of people were very scared and didn't know how to act or what to say. And, you know, even though they're famous and I guess like you guys say, they have a responsibility I still feel that it's okay for them to still be human. And I don't think they should cancel someone just because she says something like that. But other than that, I feel like she's a good actress and I liked her in the movie. And I, it was very funny with um, J-Lo. I didn't say cancel her. I know, but you're like, I don't like her because of that. Like, that's all you know about her? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like her because of that. You just said that. <laughs> Record, press, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I just stayed quiet when you said, oh. Well, you didn't. You said, <laughs> And then you made a face. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I thought it was a good movie. And I thought it was going to have a different ending where, like, it was going to be more about why people should hire people with experience instead of just looking at the degree that they have. When she just pretty much quit and then started her own business, which is what a lot of people do because these jobs, they are looking for someone with the degree on top of like five, seven plus years of experience. And it's like, who who would have that at a young age too? Because we all know that ageism is a real thing too. I mean, in a perfect world, um, someone that has... Um, parents that are in financially stable, then yeah, that is possible. If you are uh, in a perfect world, that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, but I'm saying, like in a perfect world, that's what's supposed. That's a, statistically what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to be able to hold a part-time job or a job where you get the experience, but also go to school full-time and you get the degree and you do you get your um, experience. It doesn't necessarily tell you you have to be um, working full-time. It says you need to have experience in the field that you're going to go into. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be into, like, let's say, graphic designer, like it wouldn't kill you to go into um, companies as an intern or whatever the case is to do that. But the problem is that when you come from low-income families, when which is what this girl was and she had a kid and stuff like you know it changes your whole you can't do that you you don't have the means to do so your parents don't have the means to do that to take care of you while you go to school and have a part-time you know like you need Mm -hmm. to you need to get a full-time and you half the time you can't study and you know you just get stuck in the full-time or you're just really nervous about taking on a huge amount of debt without the promise of a job I don't want to say that everyone should just like be okay with having that debt because that's better debt than any other debt you're going to get. Because what happens is if you don't take that debt on, then you're not going to have, you're going to have other type of debts that you're never going to be like, there's no way for you to pay, get paid back this, at least, you know, but then it goes back to like, you need to make sure that whatever you go for is going to be something that you're going to stay in and be able to branch out, like find, um, uh, a degree that you're going to be able to be in different areas and not just strictly for one thing. Like if you get a degree for just one specific thing, you better make sure that that's something that's going to be growing and, you know, you're able to find a job. But if it's not like that, then maybe you should branch out a little bit, you know, Mm. because that's the problem. When you get a degree that's just like on one specific thing, you really don't give yourself much of a chance out there. So, and then you don't have experience. It's just, it's just, I don't know. But um, I felt more, it was more like Torres not giving her a chance because there was just so many things about her. She was a woman. She was a minority. She didn't have education. 
Um, and they just didn't want to take that chance on her. And I feel like a lot of times, yeah, a lot of companies do that where mm -hmm. they feel because you, you have all these extra things, they think that you might not be able to handle it. And it's like, I've been working for your company. You know my record. It's not like I'm just someone you hire in from the street. You should be able to have confidence. Uh, at least give me like, that's why I am so happy with companies that are like higher within and are very proud of like, expressing that and be like yeah you know we promote and we do this we do that mm -hmm. like it just it makes a person want to stay in that company and build with that company rather than be those companies like oh we just need a fresh look oh we need a fresh set of eyes like i get that but nobody knows nobody cares more about your company than the people that work in your company mm -hmm. you know so but i mean everyone runs their company the way that they feel fit so and you need to be able to make that decision. If you see, like, don't, like, that's another thing. I mean, I don't know if everyone has the luxury to do, to do this. But if you see that you're not progressing in within your company after, like, three, I think three years is the max that you should give a company, like, your time, your value. Like, but you got to be, okay, let's be honest with ourselves, too. Like, don't go into a company and be like, yeah, they should give me a raise or they should give me a promotion. And you're just doing the bare minimum not to get fired. Like, you need to, mm -hmm. if you're going to be there and you're going to be committed, then put in the work and then, you know, look for those promotions. Ask, like, okay, so what can I do to get a promotion within six months? What can I do to, hmm. like, get that? You know, like, really sit with your manager and, like, put out, like, a goal. Like, they're there for them. Even your manager or your HR, whoever it will be, they're there for you to um, get, be guided to be able to get to the next step. Like, don't just sit there and continue being a cashier when you've been working there for, you know, two years like you could you learn so much within those two years you're able to be something more shift supervisor mm -hmm. or you know like there's so many other things that you could do and that means that you're gonna get more money you get more experience and then eventually you can either move up or move out yeah but if you get stuck and you don't put that like there's a lot of people that say oh we're the company um don't care like they don't put time or whatever but like have you like ask for it people are not going to hand you things people are happy that you just want to be a cashier because they need cashiers and if you're great at your job they're like great i don't have to worry yeah. about you you know like i like that you know your job and you want to be there but if you you know you need to be able to move up like that's your own growth so you should be responsible for your own growth. nobody else should be they're yeah. there to guide you if you really want to but you can't expect them to be like so i see you work really well today <laughs> like let's what do you think about being promoted? Like that's well, I mean that happens sometimes and very, very, like rarely, sporadically. Um, yeah, because I know my job. They were giving, they were playing favorites, so they were giving raises left and right to certain people. But to me, they wouldn't. They didn't give me one until I said I was going to quit, and then they were like, "Oh." well, here's $2 extra. And I'm like, where were those $2 before? Like, it's just really, I don't know. Well, you need to know the company you're working for too. Um, you need to know um, if they're mom and pop shops, usually uh, they're a little bit, they run differently. I mean, they shouldn't, but they do. Um, if they're corporations, they run a little bit different too. Um, but I'm just saying that from my personal experience, you seeking or being more aggressive with what with your growth and your money because that's at the end of the day that's all like that's what's really about like you want to get paid more for what, the work that you do um you need to be the one going out there asking for getting it like figure it out how what you need me to do to be able to get this raise mm -hmm. what you need me to do to be able to get this promotion because i'm not trying to be in the same level for the next three years or after that like people are in the same position for seven years and i'm like you this is what you like like this is what you want to do i mean if no shame if you're completely content with it like you know mm -hmm. i'm happy in my job like i just like being here i like doing the same thing every day like you know and you, you feel like you get paid enough then by all means stick with it you know it's mm -hmm. great but if you are not content with that and you want to grow then you need to be the one making the decision to do that 
like nobody should be scared to ask, especially if you, and, but we got to go back to the point where like, if you think you're giving your full time, but the problem is that a lot of women sometimes don't feel like they can do all that because they have other responsibilities. Like, you know, you have your kids and then your kids call out, you have to call out your, like if your kids get sick, you have to call out from work. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with women trying to, or think that they deserve a raise or a promotion or they can handle it because they have so many other um, responsibilities like, you know, your kids and if they get sick, you have to call out or if, you know, it's a half day, you have to be the one going. And usually when you have a job that you're not in like a manager level, you can just be like, you know, I have to work half t- I have a day today. And then it's just easier for you to, to do what you need to do outside of work. But when you're a manager or you're in another level, it just becomes a little harder for you to be like that and you want to be responsible so mm-hmm. it's just it becomes harder for it's definitely harder for a woman to be able to do that um as far as i know it's just easier for men to you know give the 100 percent at work because they don't have to there's not so many other stuff going through their heads because they know they either have a mom a baby mom that you know they know is taking care of the kids or they have a wife that they know the kids are going to always be number one in the mom and the wife or the mom's list. So they're like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm okay. My kids are going to be fine. You know, yeah. where as a mom is like, damn, I got to go pick them up. <laughs> I have no choice. So it's a lot, but I don't know. It's tricky, but it definitely, um, yeah, it's good to have a team or support, a support team around you that reminds you to get what you what you deserve like not being afraid of asking for it and not settling Mm -hmm. obviously don't storm out of a job if you don't have something lined up but um I don't know I don't know get off my soapbox now but yeah, it was a good movie. It was cute. Um, you know that guy that she... How long ago did you watch this? Do you remember the guy she was dating in that movie? And then, I think his name is Milo. Milo? Yeah, Milo. And then like a super Italian last name. Like the Demigli or something like that. Um, that mustache. <laughs> that they made, they're trying to make him look older than he really is. Because he's pretty young. He has that mustache on another show. Yeah. But that's because he's playing an older guy. And um this is us. Mm. So they he has a mustache there. So he plays it with Mandy Moore. And they, I, I never seen I never watched the show, but it I think I think it, it takes place like they're going they're thinking backwards or something. So they like looking younger. I mean, they're looking older and then they're like uh, reminiscing of like the past. And then that's, but they, you know, obviously playing the past. So they're going back and forth like that. I think, I'm not really sure. I mean, if anyone out there watches it and they know, please um, comment on our Instagram page and let us know what this is about. But um, I think that's what's about. So that's why he wears that crazy looking mustache. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a fan of mustaches as it is, so but <laughs> I think it depends on the style. His is like almost like a handlebar. I don't know. I I mean whatever. For me, I don't like it, so I wouldn't say anyone looks good on it. But <laughs> there there is women that like it, so whatever. I feel like they're the equivalent of bangs on a woman. Like some women pull it off beautifully and then some it's like let me not say that. <laughs> but you know like I don't know I know that I can't pull bangs off um, I've tried and each time I'm like oh lord what I do what have I done <laughs> um, bangs are so annoying I can't <laughs> when they get to that certain part where like, it's just stabbing you in the eyes and you're like oh my god yeah and even then when they get old, um, longer but they're not long enough to put in a ponytail you still have to be putting it behind your ear all the freaking time and it's just ugh. Can't. It's always in your face. Yeah. It's not worth it. <laughs> so I just don't anymore. 
Um, then the other thing I'm watching now is Golden Girls. And not in like an ironic, oh, this is going to be funny because I'm watching Golden Girls. It's genuinely like a really funny, good show. It is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're on your, your TV time. I swear. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> um, have you ever had a creepy guy take a oh. picture? <laughs> I'm a fan of this one. <laughs> take a picture of, of you in public, or have you ever seen them take a picture of others while they weren't looking? I only asked this question because I was watching and I was reading an article and it was about a woman who stood up to a guy who was taking pictures. They were on the beach and was taking pictures of like women um, laying out on their, I guess, on their towel, getting sunbathed or whatever. And um, the, the people that he was taking pictures of weren't noticing, were not noticing that he was doing that. And then she approached him and was like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Like that's pervert, you know, status. Like what is wrong with you? And then I also uh, watched, uh, I think it was a TikTok. I don't know what it was. It was like some video. And it was a woman working out. And she was making a video of herself working out um, because I guess she's like a fitness trainer or something. And the guy walked behind her and took a picture of her. And she's like, this guy just literally took a picture of me. And then she turned around and was like, you took a picture of me? And then he said, no. She's like, hmm. So then later she saw the video that she was making. She's like, he definitely took a picture of me. So, and like she, you know, this is why, I mean, each person could dress however the hell they feel like dressing. But for me, to feel, to feel comfortable at the gym, I don't like wearing short uh, shirt. What is it? Shirt that doesn't cover my, my bottom. Like I need the shirt to be pretty long because I hate, like squatting or like doing anything that's like you know and then there's just a bunch of people there and you just like you have no control of what they're gonna do they want to take a picture of you they're gonna take a picture of you unless you want to go up to them you know i don't know <laughs> i mean it's not, it's, not, it's not right for them to do it but it's done so i just feel for myself i just feel more comfortable when i am all covered up going to the gym not cover up like you know like a regular t-shirt and just like yoga pants i'm good but you know some women like to wear like their what are the things called oh sports bra and leggings and stuff yeah and that's it and it's <laughs> like they're walking around like that and i mean they look cute and everything but when you're starting to work out you know obviously you're doing certain things and there are going to be some creepos out there so i just like to i don't like to feel uncomfortable yeah, like, you know, like I choose the, I choose where I feel more comfortable dressing that way. And I just don't feel like for me, it, the gym is the place I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I want to look, I want to look like a hot mess when I'm in the gym. I want to have my hair up in a bun and like no makeup and just let me get in there and get my sweat on. And that's it. When I get out of there, I don't even want you to look at me because you're like, oof, she's sweaty. <laughs> like, yes, I had to go work out. Thank you very much. You can be wearing the baggiest thing, but if he's a creep, he's a creep. No, not really. Because what is? I mean, but they're not doing it for you. They're not doing it to get the the picture for themselves. They're doing it to to sell it and stuff. Like these people are not. I don't know if the solution is changing how we dress. That's not the solution. I'm just saying for me, I feel more comfortable doing this way. Now, if you guys want to go out and dress like that, that's that's totally fine. That's up to you. But you know, you have to be aware of what's happening around you. But it's so, it's such one of those awkward things where you really sometimes can't tell if someone's taking a picture of you. And I didn't really want, it's just awkward where like you, you just don't know if they're doing it or not. So you, but you won't know. Yeah. They're not going to go up to you and do that. I mean, if they do, then that's a whole different story. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Well, I still was very um, brave as this woman going up to the guy and telling him not to do that. <laughs> but I don't know if I would do that. If I go up to someone, if I see that person taking pictures of people that not knowing that they're t- getting pictures taken, 
Will I go up to the guy and be like, what are you doing? I'd probably <laughs> I go up to the girls and let them know, like, hey, I think that guy's taking a picture of you guys. Hmm. Um. Or I, would, probably, I would probably take a picture of the guy and then be like, and then go to the girls and be like, look, this this guy was taking pictures of you. So they have, if they want to do a report or something, they have that. Or if they see that the pictures are up somewhere, they have that. They can see the guy. Because most of the time, these stupid guys are not even, like, in cognito or anything. Like, they're normal-looking guys without wearing sunglasses. They're just, like, all bare face. <laughs> so you can definitely tell who they are. But, yeah, that's my question. So what is today? Um, today is National Eat What You Want Day. Interesting. <laughs> Did you eat whatever you want today? I'll do that every day. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more cheating than usual. So, like, if you want a donut, don't don't stop yourself. Eat a donut. Eat whatever you want, day. It's so funny. It's right after Mother's Day. <laughs> it's also, I mean, this is the whole month of May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd share a podcast that I'm listening to. Um, it's by, so I don't know if you are aware of Deepak Chopra, but basically, um, he is honestly not really sure what the actual occupation, like what he's his title is, but, um, it's called Daily Breath with Deepak Chopra and it's only like a couple minutes long, like two to seven minutes long of him giving you like little doses of wisdom, um, asking you questions to reflect on. And then that's like throughout the week. And then I think one of the days of that, of that week is, um, a short meditation. And it's again, under like 10 minutes. Um, I mean, I know you're supposed to listen to it like once a day as he puts them out, but I've been listening to them like, Every day for like, I'll listen to like five in one day because they're so short. Um, and then meditate, but yeah, all right. And you can find him anywhere, like he's in Spotify and everything. He's, I mean, I only use Spotify, but he's on Spotify. He also has like a really good Instagram, um, account channel thingy feed because. He puts a like a lot of little articles and stuff like that. So worth a it's worth checking out. All right. Might take a listen. Have a listen tomorrow. I thought we would do something different and stray on the advice questions mm-hmm. and read one off of Reddit. So I'm not on Reddit. I use it. I, I actually don't use it at all, to be honest. Um, are you on Reddit? No. No. Um, so then how did you get this? So, I mean, you can go on it without being a part of it. It's like oh. Yahoo answers and questions and things like that. Oh, okay. So um, people post their problems. <laughs> And this one is titled, My Girlfriend is a Huge Daddy's Girl, and it kind of weirds me out. And then um, he writes, My girlfriend, 17, and her dad have a very weird relationship. And I don't know if I'm in the wrong for feeling it's weird. Her dad will ask her to sit in his lap, hold hands with her, etc. I feel like she's way past the stage where you'd still do this stuff. And I was wondering if my feelings are justified. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Again, she's 17. Yeah, I know that. But then, so I feel like there has been a lot of, there's a lot of stigma around, like, the type of relationship a dad and a daughter should have. And I think it it stems back, I mean, obviously from a lot of things that we've seen or read, like it's just, you know, it makes you kind of, but 
I feel that there's nothing wrong with a little physical effect affection. Like, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with that, but then it all depends on how, you know, comfortable they feel to do those things, you know, like, so for example, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of parents that like to kiss their kids in their mouth and it's not anything like, you know, sexual. It's just like, that's the way that they greet each other. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. (laughs) Personally, for me, I don't think that that's something that I like to do or would do or would like anyone to do to my kids just because I don't feel comfortable with it. But I'm not to say, like, if I saw two people doing that, I'd be like, ew, like, what's going on? Is there something fishy going on? And, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think of it that way, you know? Like, I mean, it might be fishy, but for the most part, it isn't. That's just the way that they show affection with each other. There's nothing mm-hmm. sexual about it. So if she is a daddy's girl and they have this type of relationship where, you know, they are, like, you know, there's a lot of hugs, a lot of, like, um showing affection in that sense then i don't see anything wrong with it now sitting in the lap it depends on how she was sitting on his lap again you know like i don't know that's probably where i will go for and then i will have a conversation with my wife my my girlfriend and be like you know like that does feel weird to me that you do that and then but then it might just be you being weird about it you know (laughs) like you really you can't really tell her how to act or how to show affection to her dad that's her dad um, <laughs> I feel I I wonder because it there's it leaves a lot to the imagination. Like it depends on a lot. Like you said, it depends on how she sat on his lap. It depends on like how they do things. Because holding hands, I mean, you might you might be a little bit old to hold hands with a parent if you're 17. But whatever. I mean, maybe you just. I mean, I feel like I, I hold mom's hand sometimes and I don't see like that's weird. And I mean, I probably would hold dad's hand too if I feel like, uh, you know, for him to hold me up. I'm, I mean, but dad, dad and I never really held hands. So that maybe that's why I don't hold his hand as much. Like I usually used to hold his like arm and stuff like, you know, so I wouldn't think about it as much. Like I wouldn't think, oh, let me hold his hand because I was always holding his arm. Um. I mean, I would hold mom's hand too. Like, but that's what I'm saying. So it's just like I think, but you know, it's the opposite sex thing. Yeah, but it's still a parent. You know, like I, I will find it weird if it was like not weird, but like if it was a parent that or a step parent that they didn't grow up yeah, with. That's weird. <laughs> then I'll be like, okay, that's like well, yeah. a little bit too much, you know. But then, then I will question it a little bit more. But if it's your parent, and if throughout the relationship that you have with this person, you haven't seen anything sexually you know you know what I'm saying? like you you know he did clarify in the comments that it wasn't sexual he's like he, he didn't get that vibe he's like but it's still just i guess it just makes him uncomfortable uh, i mean i will be honest with you i will be uncomfortable if my husband was kissing his mom in the mouth till this day that will make me feel a little uncomfortable but i do know i do know parents and sons like you know mother and son that do that yeah i've seen it i've seen it on tv mostly um i mean it's okay I see like little little quick pecs, which is like fine, whatever. But I've seen some smooches. And I'm like, whoa, like that that was a smooch, man. Like that was like a full on smooch. <laughs> and I don't even know how to like. I have not seen it in person. Like I've seen quick pecs. It's usually like a little kid and their parent like, oh, hi, whatever. And they give them a little cute quick peck. But um. Yeah, no, I've seen like a full blown smooch. I'm like, it's <laughs> just weird. I don't know. I feel like if it bothers him, they're 17. It's not like you're going to marry this person. Or if you do, it's very rare that they might get married. High school sweethearts, they're very, that's very rare. But um, I just feel like if you're, it's going to be really weird if you're trying to, it might come off like you're going to, like you're, coming between her and her dad and if they're very close like that close i don't think it depends like she might take it really offensively depends on how he goes about it exactly we we should tread very carefully because it's your uh and he also has to i mean yeah like you said she's he's 17 so 
I mean, make a decision. Is this something that you're comfortable with? If you're not, then, then maybe this is not the relationship you should be in. Because, you know, th- people are going to do what they're going to do. And you need to decide if you're okay with that or you're not. You're not going to tell, like, you're not going to tell someone not to do something, especially at that age, because you're not comfortable with it. As long as they're not doing it to you, then. Especially when it comes to family as well. Family, like hobbies, like things, anything, you know, like really, you need to make sure that you're comfortable with what that person it's about, what the person is about and that person does and believes. And if you're not comfortable with that, you shouldn't be the one to be like, I think that that's wrong. Like you, okay, well, I mean, we're 17, (laughs) you know, we're not gonna, it's just, you'll be all right. But you put you plant that little seed in their head and you tell them that that you think that's weird because you know lip kissing is for romantic purposes only or whatever and then the next time his mom leans forward he just goes like uh he just backs up like no and then she's gonna be like why like, what's going on what happened and then they're gonna look at you like oh you're the perverted yeah, like where's your mind that ruins my relationship? Yeah, I don't know. Well, to me, I don't really see it. Like, I wouldn't be annoyed about it in the sense of like being sexual. I'll be annoyed in the sense that um, there's mad germs, and everyone's mouth's been on, and whatever it's been at, and I really don't want you to be having your mouth on my children. <laughs> so, like, you know, that's like that's where I'm coming from, and same thing with. Like sitting in the lap and all that stuff. I don't feel like that's as long as a child feels comfortable doing it, I don't see a problem. But once I see like the child's trying to get off of you and stuff, like then I'll be like, all right, you shouldn't do that. You know, like if my kid doesn't want to sit in your lap, don't force him to sit on your lap, you know? Because then that's just now like, now that makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, you're saying your kid's sitting on someone else's lap. Like that's, that's weird. But even if he wants to sit on my lap or his dad's lap, if he's not comfortable sitting on our laps anymore because he feels he's too old. Then you don't have to, you know. But if you because like, your little one doesn't want to sit on anyone's lap right now. <laughs> <laughs> so if that girl feels comfortable doing that, then like you're you're reading way too much into it. And if you're not, but then again, it's like if you're not comfortable with it, then you don't have to be in that relationship because you shouldn't be in a relationship with people that you're not comfortable like, what they do, you know. like I wonder what happened that made him be like, oh, red flag, but um. I don't know. It's just probably something that he's not used to because he probably doesn't have that in his in his family. You know, there's a lot of families that are not affectionate at all. So when like, uh, you know, like and also cultures and stuff like that. There's a lot of cultures that you kiss when you meet someone, and then there's other cultures when you don't. And then he's like, "Why are you always kissing people? Like, I'm that's not. I don't like that. <laughs> you know, it's just it becomes difficult and uncomfortable if you're not used to it." Yeah, and you don't really want to have the understanding that it's completely different. Yeah. Household and everything. It's funny because I was listening to Oprah's podcast. Um, They have, she has like a a new podcast now where she's putting out snips of her shows throughout the years. And the one that I was listening to today was about family and how, um, a lot of families don't say I love you at all. Um, it, was, it was kind of sad. Like, there's this one girl who like lost her dad. And she's like, I realized I never told him I loved him ever. Um, like He knew, but I never actually told him. So she's like, Mom, I want to take this opportunity to tell you that I do love you so much and blah, 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 blah. It was really sweet, but I was like, oh. Um, and then how like each family, dynamic, like just, just how they're all trying to make sure that they stick together as best they can if that makes sense like one of them says eat dinner once a week together or um actually no she said dinner every single day together but that just seems so unfathomable to me because we grew up different but i'm sure there's a lot of people that are just like them well she's saying that that's something that people should strive like everyone should strive to do with their families yeah but when you're not grow when you having been in that environment or having grown up like that sometimes you don't see what you're missing you get it like you don't know like that's what's supposed to happen you don't know like that's like you're not you're not craving it because some people are okay with just knowing that the person loves them and they don't need to hear it every day or need to hear it when they say it 
And it's just something, it's a culture. It's not, I don't want to say culture. It's just the way that you've been brought up within your family. And this is why it's like important when you get married to somebody that you both agree on how you want to raise your children in the sense of like how affectionate you're going to be and like, you know, just being emotionally available, I guess you want to say. Yeah. You know, within the family, because then, I mean, I don't, I don't know which way is right or wrong. I can't tell you, but I feel like when you're not that vulnerable or open with your own family, then it causes a lot of issues with yourself, within yourself, when you have to go out and find a mate or like when you have your own children, it's very hard for you to have that connection when you can emotionally be available. But I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I just know that for me, it because we were raised the way that we were raised, I feel like it's just a lot easier. It flows a lot of nat- a, very natural mm-hmm. to tell my kid I love you every night or like, you know, even like saying good morning in the morning, giving kisses good morning and like, you know, little things like that. Like a lot of people don't do that. They're like, why are you kissing your kid in the morning? Like, you know, because, you know, luckily we all woke up alive and we're here and yeah, I want to give my kiss. I want to get my kiss in the morning. <laughs> so it's good morning, you know? Yeah. So it's just, there's a lot of different family dynamics, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to like, when you get married, you need to make sure that the person that you're with has and understands that he has to be the same because how weird would it be like, if you're the one that says good morning and uh, how how you guys slept tonight? Give him a little kiss, and then your husband comes out like, "You want breakfast?" Just like that. It happens a lot. That happens, like, and um, it happens a lot where one of them is a bit more affectionate than the other. But yeah, but then that's why one usually the kids gravitate to the person that shows them more love, and then I feel like they want to be, they become more of like. Um, like craving for that affection from the other parent, and then they have they feel like they have to like meet certain expectations to get that, like to get like that good job, son, or like that I love you, like you know they feel like they have to do more to get mm-hmm. that. I mean, I'm not a a therapist. I don't know this is for sure, but this this is what I've seen when I watch like documentaries and things like that. That it kind of like messes up kids in that sense because they feel like their mom loves them more than their dad or their dad loves them more than their mom. Yeah. When, they, when they're like that, when it's like the, not dysfunctional, but like, it's not the same. Like it's not, you know, but, um, so she just does like different clips of her, of all her interviews. Yeah. So the first one was had a, like, it was about self-defense and I was like, okay, Sounds good. Like how to how to um something about like how to stop an attack or whatever the title was. But that episode was definitely not the right one to listen to first thing in the morning because I was like, oh my god, it just basically reminds you how how much in danger we all are. <laughs> um. So do you listen to? Do you know who um John Mulaney is? No. He's a comedian. And I'm going to say this really quickly so we can wrap up. But basically, he was talking about a detective that used to go to his school. And, you know, like the audit- the assemblies that we all loved as kids. Um, they hired a detective who was, like, a special agent in, like, the missing child department. Something where it was just, like, intense. And he used to give them tips and tricks and stuff like that but he's like it was the most scarring thing ever to be a kid and saying that men pretty much want to kidnap me and and have sex with me at a very young age um and his name was detective Bittenbinder, and that was the guy that was on the oprah show today i was like oh like uh, it's such a random weird name Bittenbinder. and when i heard him like oh my god and then i was telling nikki i'm like she like, John Mulaney was not kidding. This guy really does, like, scare the crap out of you because now I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
They're like, don't get, don't let them get you to the second um, point of location. Don't do this. Don't do that. Cause they will hurt you. If you try to do this, you will die. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> detective. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure that he's been, he's seen a lot of stuff. So he's just trying to like warn everybody. Like, I don't want, I don't want you to be the next person. I just can't imagine that they hired this guy to teach, to talk to little kids. I'm like, you should talk to their parents, not their little kids. It's, it's well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy that he will mention what exactly the kidnappers are trying to do. But I don't see, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with telling the kids not to go with people, you know? Like, yeah. I remember I was telling uh, my son who's five. You know, like, I, I mean, I think every parent should do this for sure. Like, um, just let your kids know, like, Make sure they know their full name. Make sure they know one of you guys' cell phone number, either yours or your husband's. Um, and then also try to teach them your address. And, you, you know, obviously your name. Like, a lot, of, a lot of kids just call you mommy, you know, mommy and daddy, so they don't really mm-hmm. know your real name. And, you know, when they get picked up, like, if anything happens, like, they'll be like, oh, so what's your what's your parents' name? And they'll be like, oh, mommy and daddy. Like, no, teach them what's your real name so that they're aware. Um, so whatever. So I do this with my child and he knows he he knows my phone number and he used to know our address, but we moved. So now we're trying to rework with that. Um, but uh, one day he was like, mommy, they take me. Would you find me? And I'm like, of course I'll find you. He's like, you won't you won't stop. And I'm like, no, I will never stop looking for you. And he's like, OK, and I'm like, but you need to make sure that you never stop looking for mommy. And He's like, no, I will never stop looking for mommy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK. <laughs> And like, don't give up. Like, don't let anyone take you and just like settle with it. Like, you continue fighting. He's like, okay. And it's like, it's scary that I had to tell him this, but he is five years old. He's going to go to school and shit happens all the freaking time. So you have to be, they need to know what to do. They can't just be like that scary kid where like, they don't know what to do. Like, I was like, like shocked when I, (laughs) I heard of this one girl. I mean, it's not funny, but I just felt like, Someone definitely had to talk to her about this. Uh, where she was abducted, and they took her from. I think they took her like two hours away from her house. I think I know what you're talking about. And then she she made it. She got she got herself out of it. Made it to her house before she came out on the news talking about she was lost. She's doing the chew through the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Like you know, you need to be able to tell your kids like, nah, you need to fight till the end. Like don't don't give up. You know, like don't let that don't give in because mm-hmm. this is things are going to happen that are going to be bad to them regardless of whether they fight or not or, or not but at least you have a, a chance if you fight that's what he said actually he said that they there's like a a lie out there that says that women who fight end up dead more than women who don't fight and he's like that's that's a lie that is a lie like, you're not going to piss the guy off. He's already pissed. It's usually the guy. I shouldn't say the guy. Yeah. He's like, the perp's already pissed off, so you don't have to worry about pissing them off even more. Like, you fight. Unless you can get away, then get away, obviously. Yeah. What do you do if there's a burglar in the house? Do you, A, pretend to be asleep, B, run away, C, get up and hit him? And then um, People were like, pretend to be asleep, pretend to be asleep, because you hear the crowd in the background. And then they're like, no, you run away. You get out of the house. If there's a burglar in the house, you get out. It's just crazy. I'm like, knock on wood. I hope never. Because I would be that person that would like run up and jump on their backs and attack them if I can. I hope so. I hope you're not the one who's going to try to close your eyes and pretend it's not happening. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're going to have to. But they're like, you know, you have to have a plan because you know, you don't know. Um, like you're, you're only gonna have like a millisecond to decide what you're gonna do once you're in the situation. So you better have a plan beforehand. I'm like, oh my god, it's very stressful. So I'm like, let me listen to something. Let me listen to Deepak Chopra. Like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Calm myself down because bitten binders got me all kinds of messed up. Yeah, he's a little intense. <laughs> he's very intense. And like poor kids in Chicago in the 1980s because they were all. This is why they grew up the way they they grew up. <laughs> Yeah, cautious. <laughs> and, they get, and they grew up. That's true. Unlike, unlike other kids that you don't find. No. <laughs> no, it's serious. Like, it's for real. Like, oh, Lord. Museum Dean Cook. The no code, no go. No yeah. Code, no go, whoa. 
<laughs> Have a good day at school. Um, no code. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna give a code to my kid. Like, don't let, don't, don't be fooled. Anyone tells you they come, they you they know home. you, they're yeah. something. That mommy's in the hospital or something. You tell them what's the code. <laughs> you gotta go wake him up right now and tell him. <laughs> um, the code is just kidding. Put it out on the podcast. <laughs> um. <laughs> on that note wrapping it up eat whatever you want to eat today guys be kind to your mind and out there you're going to say be kind to your moms <laughs> oh yeah that too always be kind to your moms um, your mom, your mamas your baby mamas mamas <laughs> god <laughs> yeah <laughs> I am for real all right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I'm doing the spiel. Yeah, you always do the spiel. I don't know why you always ask me. Yeah, I don't know if one day you want to be like, I got this. No, <laughs> it's never going to happen. Because um, I probably forget like five of them. <laughs> I, I please rate review. Okay. <laughs> I put you on the spot. <laughs> Please rate and review if there's another one. Comment. Yeah, comment, share. Um, We're on Instagram at Two Coffees, please. We are, um, I mean, I I was going to tell them we're on iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts, but if they're listening to this on whichever thing they're listening to it on, they know that by now. Shout out to anyone that's listening to us in Arkansas. And um, Vancouver, Ooh. and um, Sicily. Oh, no, I forgot the other one. It's somewhere in between um, New England. Oh, crap, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I should have remembered that. But yes, thank New you. New England in out in, there in Massachusetts. No, in like New England, New England. <laughs> Where is New England? Sorry, not New England, England. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, whoever's listening out there, thank you. <laughs> not, no, that's amazing. Not in New England. I mean, like England, England, like in Europe. Thank well, you OG guys. England. Thank <laughs> you, OG England. Yeah, and then we have a couple people in California. So, thank you guys for listening. And of course, we can't forget the people that like, are in Long Island, New York, New Jersey, the East Coast. And yeah, East. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Listen to our crazy stories. Crazy stories. All right, well, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.